0: hey look who
1: we got cool. Yo, yo let's is Michael, go bro. i got both of the boys on here look at this of course
0: man dude you asked me last time you were like is conan gonna be on and i was like no nah, man usually we take turns on calls but i was like dude what the heck is up with that why don't we both just take the calls <laughs> like ain't nothing wrong with so, that I'm bro with you hell yeah bro how you guys doing pretty good man how you been since the gathering
1: Dude, we're, we're, we're doing well, man. It's off, uh, off to the races. We did, we did our, uh, we had our challenge right afterwards, which we, we learned a lot on. I mean, we were, uh, uh, it was funny. We had, uh, Tyler was like heading his, uh, uh he, we had a bunch of fulfillment that was going on. So Tyler right. was not doing, Tyler's never done organic.
0: Right. So Damn.
1: most people, well, well, he, he basically was word of mouth. I mean, he just started crushing it for his clients So we, uh, but, but shockingly, the, the, uh, we, we basically, the most of the people we had a mix of basically long story short, the organic people that I brought in were studs, just not the perfect fit for the program, but well, actually one of them was, I mean, we booked one of them, but it was actually, it was awesome in the sense of we got a lot of clarity on where we're at. So we're, we're ready to go for our next launch.
0: Dude, we uh, uh, And I want to get into that too, by the way. However, I got to intro you, bro. I got to make sure I bring you in here with a freaking bang because nah, you're on the Marketing Warriors nah, nah, nah. podcast, bro. You're on the freaking Marketing Warriors podcast and you belong on this podcast. I'm going to run the intro. Cool. No. Are
1: we already live? Are we rolling? Dude, we're live right now.
0: <laughs> crap! I got to watch my mouth. Dude, we're, <laughs> come, come bro. on, bro. All right. Time to run the intro, boys.
1: Let's do it.
0: Yo, everybody, welcome back to the Marketing Warriors podcast. We have somebody extremely special on today. Obviously, you have the host, Dasipo Kari, and my co-host, Conan Shah. We're here to provide you with some of the most high-class individuals to bring you the knowledge from their industries to you guys. We have a super special guest on the podcast today. For those of you watching at home, he's a speaker. He's an entrepreneur. He helps authors, podcasters, and anyone with an audience who's looking to serve their audience with a high-ticket offer. An absolute fanatic for sales and marketing, like a lot of us over here, and coaches others with their communication, leadership, and sales. Bro, we have this amazing person on the podcast, host of the Get After It podcast, too, by the way, and the founder, co-founder, I should say, of Five Days to Five Clients. Please welcome Aaron Griffin, boys. Yo, let's freaking bring it it in, bro. (laughs) Got your song on here, too, man. Come on. Let's go. Here he is.
1: <laughs> I need to Get I need it. to hire you guys for the uh for the intro of the Get After it podcast. That's what we need. <laughs> we need that
0: energy, boys. Dude, we freaking got it, man. All right, <laughs> I had to bring you in like that, bro. I had your favorite song queued up. I had it all, bro.
1: You're rolling with it, man. I love it. Guys, I'm stoked to be here. I really first of all appreciate you guys for inviting me on. Uh you guys are hustlers. I'm stoked to jam with you guys here for the next hour. You know, I uh it cracks me up, too, because I'm just thinking about where just so many people are at in terms of this world with COVID to get some freaking energy and some positivity. I mean, that's the mission behind my podcast. So to hear it from you two, I'm yeah, stoked, bro. guys. Stoked to be here. I, I have a couple questions for you. Same, man. We, hope we're so. here. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Let me start it off. <laughs> go I ahead, go so ahead, bro. I'm to hear this. How's your 75
1: hard going? Dude, my, uh, so, so to give you some backstory on that, I'm with some friends right now. We, uh, we're, we're basically jamming for the election out here in San, uh, out here in Las Vegas. And then we're going to San Diego. We made like a five or six day trip out of it. And my, my buddies are giving me so much crap in the sense that they're like, if you do not finish this challenge. We're gonna kill you because the fact that I wasn't drinking for election night is like nuts to them, right? So, uh, they're all buddies from high school. A lot, a lot of fun out here. But uh, no, uh, yeah, day day ten right now. We're, we're crushing it. I'm down. Uh, I mean, I haven't, yes. I haven't I haven't weighed Dude, That's since freaking Diego, awesome. Down about yeah, so down about thirteen pounds. For, for those that don't know, seventy five hard. It's a challenge. I think championed by Andy Purcella. Two day two, two workouts a day, forty five minutes a day. One's got to be outside. Gallon of water uh got to follow a diet zero cheats allowed Ten pages of and, reading. Uh, what am i missing progress pick Ten what's pages that of reading. 10 pages of reading yeah it's it, it's it, it is awesome it's my third attempt at it and i think that's one of the big things too Dude. is like i have been up and down with doing it i've been i've made a lot of progress with it when i've been at it and i've been also most productive in both business and life when yes. i've been doing this and great community Dude, of people
2: think, getting uh, after it so yeah yeah day 10 thanks for I asking i think i want
1: day 64 65 damn i, it. I loved it i love Dude, it's, it it's, it's I mean, uh,
2: challenging uh, me though it's like yo are you gonna finish it are you sure about this he's, he's like, at the end game bro he's at the end game the mind games are coming mm.
0: the mind yo games aaron i got a question mm. for you man uh Going through your intro again, there's a lot of stuff that you do. I didn't realize this until I did the research. I was like, damn, bro, this guy's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, like, what's the main thing you normally focus on when you're talking to people? It seems like you have a lot on your hands. So,
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so, so my, my experience is mostly around work, working with entrepreneurs and, help. and what I find with entrepreneurs is we, we, we are, um, we're really good at getting in our own way. Um, this goes back to when I worked with, uh, I, I, worked with a company called the young entrepreneurs, uh, student painters. So, so they're a national company. They are in probably maybe 15 States. and They're based out of Michigan. And I started working with them when I was 18, I was at Michigan state. And what they do is they essentially, they give you the upfront resources and capital to start a painting business and they'll also train you how to actually do it. And then you have to split profits with them as you go through the summer. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is my first experience running a business four years later, I ended up leaving school. I took over an opera. I, I had an opportunity to take over a division that they were probably going to shut down. It, it was not profitable. We had a lot, we had a lot of challenges with it and I just approached ownership. I was 19 and, and I was like, Hey, you know, where where are you guys going with this? And I had been, um, I had been a top performer at the company for every year I had been there. And I did that from, if anyone knows, knew me at the company, it wasn't, I mean, Grant, I'm not the worst sales guy, the worst marketing guy by any means, but, um, through anything. It's just, you you got to just keep, you got to stick with it and you got to surround yourself with people who have the answers. I mean, that was the best thing I was great at with that company because there were studs that I would just call and I would try to pick their brains repeatedly. And I would only put people in my environment who were going to challenge me to do better. And we ended up doing, I mean, we ended up doing 3 million in business in four years. Um, wow. I left that business in September of 2019 um, I never had equity in the, in the business, but it, it, I'll tell you what, like the 3 million probably doesn't do it justice. We had the hundreds of people I had a chance to work with from Michigan to Massachusetts, Connecticut. I mean, just, it was a blast learned so much, grew so much as a human being, as a person. So fast forward to what I do today. My, our main thing is actually, we find that a lot of people are, are limited in the challenge of the technical sides of actually launching when they have a audience or they have some kind of, they have, they're, they're really good at what they do but they're horrible at communicating it. Well, we help them actually figure out how to communicate it better to the world through social media, through funnels, whatever the case is. But then what I also, my focus is really on how do you help them build a sustainable business? And that's usually a mindset play and that's usually one-on-one coaching. And that's that, that's what I've been, uh, that's been my bread and butter since I got back from uh, uh, Italy and uh, got back to uh, stateside here for right before COVID actually.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Dude, I want to touch on what you just said there, bro. You said surround yourself with a great environment like i don't think a lot of people understand this even myself coming up in the car industry and everything like i had to make sure i go to the top guy where i was working at and be like hey what are you doing different from all these other dudes because they're only earning like Mm. what they're only earning like five six k a month and this guy's up here earning like 30k a month in the car industry i'm like what the hell is he doing different in the same office that these guys are in that they're earning that much and he's earning this much and i would always go to him and i would always like ask him yo like what do you do here what do you do here so it's really interesting that you say that to surround yourself with a great environment, man.
1: Well, you know, it, the, the concept we use is that everyone has a board of directors, right? And it's either a conscious one or an unconscious one. And usually it might be a mix of the two. And, and what I mean by that is it's amazing how much your subconscious will allow you to see a snapshot of somebody usually through social media, but even just from a one-on-one, you know, social media has limited our social interaction so much that we think that catching up for 45 minutes with somebody means that we know them as well, right? Like you, you right. don't know someone's life, the challenges they're going through, the, you, only see the, you only see the moments you, that they want you to see and we're all vulnerable. We don't want to put those messy things out there. We don't want to put out the, the failures, as we'd say, but also just the, I mean, it's not even, we, we talk about failures, you can always come back from a failure. I'm talking about the right. mistakes you've made. With people, with your business, whatever the case is, so I think a lot. Well, it's not even I think. I know everyone will will look at a snapshot of someone else, and we immediately start judging ourselves as to where the, where we're at. So right. subconsciously, we have a board of directors, or if you're conscious, it's okay. I have this thing with podcasting. Who do I go to? If I got a guy I go to for podcasting, that's that. You know what I mean? And that's it. Aaron if Griffin. I have a guy who, okay, yeah, right, no <laughs> kidding. No, but if I got if. If I need a a legal question, I know who I'm going to. If I have a marketing question, I know the two guys I'm going to, right? So my point is, from a a board of directors standpoint, it's identifying those people who are ahead maybe of where you're at and identifying what you think they could help you reach by simply just being in their presence and trying to be around them and trying to communicate with them.
0: I fucking love that. It's like the mastermind principle, right? Whether you have somebody consciously actually in your physical reality, or you have them in your mind in the back in the back seats of where you can ask your questions and stuff, and they can unravel and unwind those. You know, dude. What what got you into into this like phase of entrepreneurship? When did you get your first hit of like that entrepreneurial thing for yourself? Yeah, when you got the bug,
1: dude. Oh, yeah, (laughs) the
0: bug, bro. (laughs) So so.
1: Well, so so I so I grew up in a uh, grew up in a middle upper middle class area outside of Detroit, maybe about forty minutes outside of Detroit. And uh, my father, most of I mean, very very affluent neighborhood. But my um, I witnessed firsthand my father. My father's been an entrepreneur his whole life. He was nineteen. He opened up a pizzeria in Detroit. Uh, he played hockey like growing up, and then he I think he blew out his knees, and then essentially recovered from that. And he was like, okay, the NHL is not an option, so I'm going to start making pizza. And he makes the best freaking pizza in the world. King's Pizza. You were just in, promoting uh, in, uh, it, bro, on Instagram.
0: Official. You're making me want to come oh, over there and he, buy he his pizza, bro. Do the
1: dude, 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 the pizza had people acting up on Instagram. I'm not even going to lie. But, uh, dude, it no, the, so uh the, you know, it, it, it tastes even better, man. And, you know, oh, I'll tell God, you I'll what. I'll I'll you this. You. I, I yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see I, squirming
0: yeah. in your seat, bro.
1: I'll tell you guys this. My, uh, I grew up, so growing up, I, I worked for him since I was maybe 12 or something. And it was also my, I have a brother who's five years older than me who started working there when he was 16. So mm-hmm. he was out of the house. I was like 11. And it was just like, I couldn't wait to start working there. Like it was, like, I started working there for $5 an hour cash and I blew all that money on, uh, on uh, Amazon stock back in the day. No, I'm kidding. I blew it on <laughs> video cards or some, some crap. Right. And, uh, you know, no, but working for my dad, I never, I never wanted to do I never wanted to run a business. It was, um, I really thought I had an opportunity to go to school and get an awesome nine to five. That was legit. The fixed mindset, how I was going to get there. I also Relatable. didn't even wasn't like school was another thing where like I didn't prioritize getting into school. In fact, I nearly didn't get into school. I uh, there's a crazy story, which is just a rabbit hole. I I won't go down it with Michigan State, but. I essentially ended up just calling the admissions office repeatedly. And eventually I got into the school because they just, I, somehow I just got in. Yo, number in. one salesman, I, bro. I, Here's
0: what you did. You followed up enough times. <laughs> it was, it was,
1: it was hilarious. And, uh, I eventually, so I, yeah, I got, I actually graduated high school without any idea where I was going to go to school, which in my neck of the woods, like that neighborhood, everyone's going to college. Like that whole school, there isn't a soul not going to college. So it was like, Oh, where are you going? I was like, i have no idea and um in terms of entrepreneurship though like i said i went to school to kind of escape it but no i met these people with student painters and it was like damn like it was just you guys meet people with um you know we see it we see it in the elite group but also like you you meet people with moxie they got some really hardcore soft skills you can tell they've been through some stuff they're uh you know they're 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 confident they have conviction as matt green would say so i met those people and i immediately was like you know what, I can start up a business, they're gonna invest in me, they're gonna give me the chance to do it, I can earn a ex- crap load of money potentially by doing it. The alternative was going back and working at the pizzeria. Right. So it wasn't like this grand scheme of, I'm gonna start a business, it was literally just like, this is the route that I could probably challenge myself, number one, but two, I can make a little bit of money. And that, that just, I realized I was learning so much from that, that it eventually drove me to, I realized I could learn so much more by leading a division full-time and actually leaving school than I was in school. And maybe, you know, maybe that was a mistake or not. What um, was, well, what was that business I mean, that we'll they see. got you into? I eventually into. want to finish my school. I just want to pay for it in cash. Uh, house painting. We trained, they, they would train people how to I'd literally go out and do exterior house painting. So you actually mentioned the the point that got me into business. I'm telling you, it was when I was sitting uh, at someone's, uh, I remember who it was, I won't mention their names. I was sitting at their kitchen table somebody who had called me off of a flyer. I used to go home on the weekends and drop flyers. If you can believe this, I used to do this wow. crap in 2015. And uh, I, um, yeah, no, I, I sat next to him and I sold like a $3,000 painting job and I had never painted a house in my life. Wow. So at that point I was like, I was like, all right, if I can, if I can do this, I can do this. So then I ended up doing, I did a hundred K that first year. I came back next year. I bought like a beat up van. We, we turned it into a whole nother crew. We had like, we went from five guys to 25 guys to, Eventually wow. in Massachusetts, my, my fourth year, we had about maybe 200, 250 guys um, in the state of Massachusetts that reported to either me or one of my team members. So it was uh, it was a huge learning experience, but it was, it was getting that first check. Because I talk to guys all the time, by the way. Now, there, it's never been easier to get skills today. I always press, how do you monetize this? Because you're going to learn right. so much more doing something for somebody and actually getting a check for it because now you have to get their criticism. You actually have to follow through on it. There's so many things that come through with, monetization of anything and just learning from the market that's how people get good at this you know it's like i i I could go on a tangent there but that would be that would be kind of it it's kind of right i
0: want to know bro like there's there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are gonna be listening to this like what are some skills you would say are like very very important to have and possibly monetizable for like you know somebody else
1: yeah, we just, uh, so we just, I just wrapped up a, a podcast with Corey Carlson, who's an executive business coach. And oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a part of our uh, elite group. He, um, we were just talking about the importance of investing in coaching. And he talked about how he's got different avenues of his business and he has a coach hired for each and every one of those businesses, uh, or aspects of his business. Cause he just said, frankly, he's like, I don't have the time, nor do I want to put that time. And he's like, I got a family, I've got a livelihood. Like I want to do these other things. Like I want to make sure I'm pushing it the best. So the question would be, if you're not like Corey, where you've got the resources, you've got a business, you've got a lot of wind at your back and you can invest in those resources and get that coaching. How, what, what's the best thing you can do? And I just think I always go back to be coachable. Right? So I think um, it's not necessarily like you don't have to just start your business immediately. I think that's another thing. It's like you can go serve somebody else and learn from them and make right. all the mistakes in the world and get that coaching back from them i think that, that like was an apprenticeship me, we had yeah and i mean my um uh, geez the guy i reported to at uh at my company who was i mean it was a mix i reported to the ceo and the vice president but I, you know the v the vp was he he's so he was so talented at challenging my excuses like 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 you know like just night and day like there was no beating around the bush and of course i it, it made me a better it made me much better at my work because I knew that he was pushing me to the x level where with other people that he worked with and coached, it wasn't that he had to sugarcoat things, but he couldn't throw everything at them without right. them personalizing it, uh, bringing emotion to it so I, I, I always recommend especially for young entrepreneurs pull the you give
2: me out like of examples of like what he did yeah. like let's say you went up to him how
1: did he challenge you what did you yeah see? i want to know
0: that too bro what
1: was like the back and
0: forth oh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you guys this
1: i'll tell you guys dynamics. This. I, I can't remember if it got edited i got a i got a book coming out by the end of the year which is the same title as the podcast get after it. it's how the young professional mm-hmm. becomes the high performer mm-hmm. i can't remember awesome. if this story made it through the edit yeah well i can't remember if this story made it through the edit or not but um, I talk about it. I had I had left school and I'm in uh, Massachusetts at this point. We're scaling this division, and I was uh, eight months of the year. I'm working with business colleges, and I'm I'm, I'm literally on campus recruiting people for uh, that want to that want to actually start a business and, and, and really work. We use it as internship credit through the through the business colleges. So I'm there, and we were we weren't behind on hires. We were actually doing okay from a number standpoint but you guys know like sometimes when the numbers look better than they really do we had some weaker mm. people in there it was it was definitely not what i was my best but hey i was like a month into moving away from home where i had been like moving 800 miles from where i never lived outside Side of Michigan before. I mean, I went to college. I went away from my parents' house, but I had never been around. So I was on the other side of the country. I was alone out there. I had no connections. I had no, nobody in my network, by the way, nobody at the company had really done what I'd done at my age wow. going out and doing this division. So I was very, I was secluded in that sense, if that makes sense. And so I had to really get focused on what my work was, but I hadn't been. And my, my VP told me, he said, um, I'll never forget this. I can't believe he said it. He literally goes, um, you know, Aaron, I, 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 you know, it was something along the lines of, if we don't get this together um you know maybe this just isn't cut out for you maybe you just need to go back to school next semester
0: (laughs) wow (laughs) damn that was was it that pushed you yeah that would push me too bro
1: yeah i was like man this isn't even my company i was like what the hell are you talking about i just left school i moved across the country all that you know all playing the victim right? right you know pulling back out of it um it took me a weekend, I think, to reflect on it. But then I realized, like, this is my business. Whether you have equity or not, it's your business. You know, you, you control everything, especially in that company. Like, I had control of the entire division. I, I mean, all say was my, I, like, it was, it was on me. And that was the reason I went out there, because I wanted to challenge myself with that authority, because I couldn't push the blame to anybody else. I mean, who, who? there's no one else to push the blame to. The ocean, there's nobody else out there. So, anyway getting that that was a that was a gosh, it, 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 it really it really pissed me off in the moment but as i as i can say and actually i'm connecting dots here in my head pull the emotion out of it is it a positive or a negative a and you guys know today in today's world it's like people hear criticism and they just run from it right or they just get animated about it and it's like yo we are all imperfect human beings a part of imperfect groups a part of an imperfect society um look if you don't invest in yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. So you got to just push yourself. Bro, bro,
0: bro, bro. If you don't invest in yourself, no (laughs) one else is going to do it for you. Damn, bro. That's, come on, man. The greatest investment is you. You are the greatest asset. I think a lot of people tend to forget that, man. And I've had that happen too, bro. What happened to you? I had my car dealership, like my boss, he would always fuck with me. So like literally, I remember one day I was on the lot and this guy came out. And I would work out a lot, right? And he came up to me and he was like, "Hey, man, you think you're strong?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty strong." And he goes, "Like, I have an accident for you." And he spit on the floor, and he was "Like, pick that up for me." And I was like, "Did this guy really just do this to me right now? This guy really just do this?" And later on in the day, he goes, "Uh, he goes, bro, I can tell that you want to make like a lot of money, and you're gonna be like a little millionaire, but not yet, man." And that should piss me the hell off. I was like, Oh, I gotta yeah. make this guy eat it, bro. That's dark energy. I don't want to really get there, mm. but dude, I was like, I want this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I left my job, I had a, a, a mentor of mine who, cause there was no reason for me to leave. I mean, the division was, this division crushed it this year without me. I I, I almost right. joked that they, that I got out of everyone's way out there, but uh, no, they're, they're, they're killers. But I, um, I, one of the, one of the people I turned to a lot for advice and things like that and, Uh, he told me I was going to be selling insurance 12 months from now (laughs) and I (laughs) I took that and internalized that right and this isn't a knock on anyone who sells insurance in fact actually insurance is one of the best things to freaking sell not even from a monetary policy not, not even from like a income standpoint like it's literally a tool that a lot of people use to build wealth. So it's a phenomenal thing to be in, but he didn't, he didn't mean it in that capacity. He meant that I was out of my mind for leaving that job. And
2: right. I look
1: back on that and it was like, you know what, maybe I was a little bit about him. I was, I was a little bit out of my mind, but it's like, you can't connect the, it's like that Steve Jobs quote. It's like, you can't connect the dots uh, looking forward, but it's pretty easy to look you know, do it looking backwards mm-hmm. and yeah, stoked. I'm stoked. Dude, for, for, and I'll, for and I'll tell you this too, man,
0: challenges have put me in. I'll tell you this too, man. A lot of people will tell yeah. you like, oh, you're crazy for doing that. You're out of your mind for doing that. But the thing is, they can't see the same thing as you. They can't see the goal or the end result mm. that you can see for yourself. And I, and I feel like that's a huge issue that a lot of people run into. And then they let that you know person, they let that person make them conform to the ideal that they've set for themselves.
1: Mm. Can, I t- can I tell you guys a quick story?
0: Do it, man.
1: <laughs> I, um, so I went to a... I went to it. It was a entrepreneurship, uh, kind of, uh, workshop, uh, whatever you want to call it, like a university type thing. I think is what they called it in uh, New York last year, uh, pre COVID, you know, when, when we used to enjoy ourselves and, and do things in New York city, <laughs> I was, uh, so I went, to, I drove down there. I went into, uh, I just know you guys are in New York or like in New yeah, Jersey areas. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I love New York too. I, I hope it comes back. But um, no, uh, we, we were uh, these personality tests where he's done, he'll come into companies and, and he'll do corporate companies and he'll do personality, t- personality tests on everyone. And but essentially he'll come back and be like, this guy, his characteristics match up with somebody who should be a top performing salesperson, but he's in marketing. And this was his example, at least, and some, some guy was, you know, in leadership was like, he's been in marketing for 20 years and he's one of our best marketing guys. No, like, you know, keep him there. And same thing, the guy himself said it too. He's like, oh, you know, I, you know, no, I don't want to get into sales. Eventually they do move him to sales and becomes like, blows all the records out of the way. He becomes one of the best sales guys, like in the company, right? So like, it's looking at what are the, what are the things that you're naturally inclined to be, to perform well at? And uh, from your natural personality. And one one of the things that I'm really weak on is getting into the weeds on anything like from a detail oriented orientation. And what it is, is it's uh, I had had, I did this in the summer of last year. I had someone from my executive team had quit from our team. And at this point I've had, I've had people quit on me. I've had to fire dozens of people. I mean, I, I'm, I've gone right. through that, but not for, not someone from my executive team. I've never had that happen. So I asked the question to them, basically, I want, I want to know how they reflected on themselves because I, 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 I knew that in some way it was my fault in the sense that this guy has had too much success here. There's no way that it's just, it's just him. It's gotta be something with me and I got to figure out. And I had already kind of done some reflection on that, but, but what I loved about what Matt presented was a, uh, uh, Matt says, you know, and he came back, this is like a presentation later. So I asked the question at lunch and like the next presentation, he comes in, he's like, you know, he's like, I have Aaron's uh, test results here. Aaron, you mind if I share them with the group or whatever it was, it's, a, it's like a group of 40 of us and, right. you know, a high rise in the financial district. And and it's a, it's a big group of high performance, just an awesome group. And he goes, Aaron has this problem where he's got this high a, and what it meant was I have vision where I can see things into the future more than 97% of the population. Right. You have that, like, and my issue, my big challenge, yep.
2: Like, is, are, are you talking about like A-type personalities or S-type personalities
1: or into that? Honestly, it was like, he, he had it for his specific business. So I, 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 it, it, it's one of those things, but it, it, maybe. But but, but he's uh, I was really good at the A-type where it was like, and it was outgoingness. It was uh, vision and looking into the future. But then the detail portion was like, the way he put it is he's like, this guy's a lot of fun. Just don't let him pack your parachute, right? Like, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be able to get down into the weeds and I can't even spell detail, right? So that was a big, I, I, I've acknowledged that more and more because I'll find that when I unplug, I pull out these AirPods, I'm just walking or I'm just, I'm just trying to be present. I am, it's so hard for me because it's not even just present. It's just that I am immediately, why would my brain think about uh, my immediate, like immediate circumstances, I immediately start going an hour out, a day out, a year out. Like I immediately go that far. And he tied it back to maybe that's why, you know, this person left your executive team. You're out here going 500 miles an hour in this direction of this vision that you're going and he can't get above 90. And it's not his mm-hmm. fault. I got, I'm the one, it's my responsibility to put him in a position to find successes to where he's at especially if I've determined he's the best person for a good person for the position, which he was. So it was a good acknowledgement on that part. And it's like, we all have our superpowers and like, it's like, Oh, that's great. You have this vision aspect, but it's a pain in the ass. Right. Cause like I, like I said, like I literally like, I, I don't like, I don't look at things in the short term. That's why I love 75 hard. It keeps me actually very, very centered. It's like, okay, gotta get these things done every wow. single day. So things like that. Really good.
2: even like coming back to San Rafael Park, there's going to be days where you're going to be like, I don't want to do this. I don't, like, like I think the hardest day for me was literally dropping my mom off at the airport, coming back. It's twelve forty-seven at night. I've only drank one water. Mm -hmm. I have an outside work left to do. I have seven bottles to drink. I have to read, take a picture. And I'm like, and at that moment, you're like, what are you going and i'm sleepy as hell because i'm tired right yeah because at that moment it's like what are you going to do and i have this mentality mm. where if i can conquer today i'll be a champion tomorrow right mm. if i sleep in today if i don't do anything and i just go be in my comfort zone yeah. how long
0: yo i want you to repeat break? what you just said bro I want you to repeat to what you just get said. Get out
2: of this shell of mine to see if you're stuck. Fuck, first, no, nah, I'm all. saying, bro. I want you to. <laughs> well, what did you, you say? Re-
0: I want you to repeat what you just said about that warrior thing.
2: So, all right, so it's basically if I conquer today, I'll be a champion tomorrow. Like I don't like people look at like the, these things. Like, oh, here's what I'm gonna be in five years. Oh. I look at this like people look at the seventy-five heart as a big stretch. You know, everybody yeah. looks at me. It's just another day for me. One more. I have them and tell you one more. Today is just another day. This is who I am. Like that's what gets gets me out of bed, dude. This like I don't want to get out of bed, you know. I don't want to go to the mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. But guess what? This is who I am, and this is who I need to be to become even closer to the future. Version of myself that I have envisioned yeah. in my head and who I want to be. You know, so I'm like, okay, this is who I be and this is who I gotta be enabled to become.
1: You know, and uh, just to piggyback on that, I, I used to, when I first started interview. one of the things with, with student parents and young entrepreneurs. I'm working at college campuses and I'm doing, I'm interviewing, I've, I've probably done over a thousand interviews of college students, right? And I have, I've, one question I used to ask all the time is where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? And I never realized this until I, uh, a friend of mine who, talk about mad respect, internship at Goldman Sachs, absolutely murdering it. Goes out on his own and does his own coaching. For uh, he works with well, that rabbit hole again for him. But absolute savage, and he, he, he brought it up to me because he helps people with with interview process and actually crushing and getting into new. Course. He where do you want to be five years now? now? Where do you want to be, want to want to be, 10, be years 10 years now? He says, it's really just impractical because you, you, there's so much that, ha- like, it's so far out of our, out of our it, it, it's not even, it's not right. fair to ask the question. He's like, he's like, really, the furthest you could go is like two years. That's the furthest you could ask that question because at least in two years, you can actually actually build a realistic structure of where you want to go with something. And, and he's like, but the best way to ask it is in six months. Because then it's actually direct, you know, where you can actually map uh, out where you're going to go.
2: Yeah. I was going to get into the three to six month range because that is the go-to. Yeah. I think uh, uh, we're going to.
1: Even in elite they talk
2: about this. Like, dude, like don't go like, oh, here's where I'm going to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years. It's cool. It's cool to envision that for yourself. But where are you going to be in Mm -hmm. months? Where are you going to be in six months? And I think Chris is really big on this. Chris like Taylor not as much but Chris he's deep into like where are you going to be in three months cool what's the revenue number cool how many mm-hmm. um, application do you need how many purchases do you need how many leads do you need he has this thing called clap click C, uh, C stands for click L stands for leads A stands oh yeah A stands for applications P stands for
0: Purchases. You kind of froze up, bro.
2: So how many, literally it's like clap. Like C is clicks, L is leads, A is applications, P is purchases. You know, how many do you need in each section to re- hit your goal? Right? So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. what is your closing ratio? You got to figure that out and then get the numbers in and then just duplicate that into whatever your goals
0: are. So. Absolutely. And I think, and I think what people, what people do a lot of the time is like they try and make these giant visions so lucrative and so out there when the thing is you can go ahead and focus on a few simple things during that three month timeframe or that six month timeframe. Cause not only will it simplify it for you, but it's also going to give you direct things to go after. And because you're doing it in such short dispersals, there's going to be incremental daily adage onto that of how much you're getting better. And again, it goes back to what Travis said in elite, right? Like, he, he said it's the 20-mile march. Um, right? Yo, I want to I I circle
2: back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, I want to talk about this because it's recent, mm-hmm. and I know you've been posting about it. Let's talk about the election, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <You> really <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, you just wanna, do you know, it, you know, guys. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> what, are you, what, are your, what are your thoughts what? on it, man? Tell me.
1: um first like the overall no, okay, it, or what okay. You- I'll,
2: I'll get into the specifics sure. Who do you think is gonna win
1: Who do you think is gonna win so this is really t- tough to get to give the listeners context we're literally recording this the day after the election and the election has not been called right yeah. so um and 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 the election is like it, yeah. it, it's literally I mean, it, for it, first of all, it's it's just like it's just like most of our businesses. It's it's an shit show right now in terms of what's happening. Um, if I was a betting man, um, I w- it would be money on Biden at, at this point in time because it's just he has all the paths. Like he's just got to, he's just got to hold his leads. It looks like he looks pretty strong. Um, no, I mean in terms of the ele- look, I I, I think I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of. The, Uh, I'm really not a fan of, you know, we're already all in our own bubbles, you know, and literally see different ads, all of us, right? On Instagram and on Facebook, when we're scrolling, we literally see different things, right? Like for for you guys and for me, we probably see a crap load of traffic and funnel ads, or we probably see a crap load of other, you know, whatever it would be in that industry. But for a lot of other people, it's 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 dog bones and it's you know this other stuff you know and just it's random you know it's you know, whatever it is you know whatever it is. My point is, from an ad standpoint, we're no longer all seeing for the most part the same cultural things. So we're already segmented into what we are seeing in terms of what's being offered. Best, and what we see is
2: interest, those are in terms of yeah. like, what we like, who we follow,
1: what keywords yeah. we're
2: searching on it, Google. It,
1: yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's a. I I think it's a fascinating time in American politics. Because it's literally, it's a redrawing of the, it was just a bad candidate going up against probably another not so great candidate, but the difference between him and uh, between Trump and Clinton was Trump was this populist guy, right? Like he wasn't like a party guy. This guy was just like, I'm going to run. He's bombastic. People, people always say, take him seriously, not literally, right? Because he has all these crazy things that come out of his mouth so I don't think he won in 2016 I think Hillary Clinton lost in 2016 so I think what you're referring to is I've been having some fun on my Instagram stories just kind of going in on you all have the, like, bro I've,
0: been, I've been following
1: bro and <laughs> and, and we got we, we put a poll up I said who I said am I doing some fair coverage here and every I, literally everybody has voted for fair coverage so I think I'm doing an okay job but it's important to point out like like the difference in those trends is like uh, um, we did uh, like in, in 2012, or excuse me, in 2016, Hillary Clinton won or lost Wisconsin to Trump. And Trump won Wisconsin with less votes than Mitt Romney got in the state in 2012, mm-hmm. right? So this year, it looks like Biden hung on to Wisconsin, but Trump has actually gained in a lot of places, especially along, among minority voters and pretty much everywhere. It's actually unreal down in Miami. We saw in Miami uh, a congressional district flip uh, in, in Miami Dade County. I think, I think uh, the stat was that, that Biden won, or excuse me, Clinton won Miami Dade by 30 points, and Biden only won it by seven points. Another one, the most Hispanic county in America is in Texas. I think it was like Stark County, it's on the border of uh, Mexico. And uh, Stark County went for Clinton by like 60 points, Runaway, Not even, not even close. Um, Biden only won it by five points in this election. So as much as we wanna push Trump as a racist and he's this you know, foaming at the mouth, just terrible human being, he's gaining in a lot of minority groups at a rate that Republican candidates haven't done in 70 years. It's unbelievable. Right. So what's gonna happen with the election you just mentioned, you asked me what's going to happen. Look, there's going to be court battles, there's gonna be all that stuff. We'll we'll see what happens with it. But I think the reality is that the challenge is no matter what side wins, it's probably going to be with like 270 electoral votes. It's just more definition of the, the not even so much the divide, everyone focuses on the divide. I think it's a definition of we're all in our own bubbles, and we cannot have a conversation about it. You guys would be you probably wouldn't be because I've been posting about the election a ton on Instagram, but, but nothing like, I don't think anything hyper partisan in either way I've right. been trying to just do, cause I have fun with this stuff. Like I love looking at kind of where this stuff is going. I think it's interesting to look at the trends and where kind of things are headed. Yeah. Um, the reality is I'll put, I'll button it up for you guys. Trump didn't win 2016. Hillary Clinton lost 2016 in 2020. It looks like Trump for all of his faults gained tremendous, In his support. But it looks like Biden's able to match him. And it looks like Biden should pull it out. So Biden, Biden looks like. Oh, that
2: was good. That was good.
1: So, Thank you for that. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to get you
2: on it because you've been posting on it like a lot. So, yo, I want to.
1: Yeah. And yeah, all my stories. Look, like, I, I only do it on Instagram because I don't. Yep. No, I was just gonna say I only do it on Instagram stories because I, I don't work with clients for the most part on Instagram. I got some of you, like you guys are like you know some of my buddies. You know, I guess I, that's my that's my thing on Instagram. Besides that, look, I mean, either way, I mean, I'm with a couple guys I mentioned. We're watching the election. We're all working today. Like we we have a suite and we're all working from home. We're all doing stuff. So, um, either way, I mean, I'm focused on where I'm going with it. Um, I think it's definitely some issues for the country down the line, but honestly, I think there's, I think there's some huge issues with the world in general, and we're going to need some damn Patriots to be able to get it right this, uh, generation. And hopefully we're, hopefully that'll be, hopefully that'll be the case. Cause we're definitely going to need some, we're definitely going to there's going to be hard choices coming out of national politics over the next several decades. So we'll see where it
0: goes. 100%. Bro, I want to switch gears a little bit. Your get after it podcast. What's that all about, man? I like saying it, get after it, but you always want to get after it, but that's what I keep thinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got connected with a couple of groups. Um, when I was scaling the division of, I mentioned, I was like, all of a sudden like all my friends were tailgating in college and we're just having a blast. They were, you know, right. all this stuff, and I was trying to scale this division and that was literally my whole ecosystem. So I had to, I had to start finding people who were outside the ecosystem and, um, I started connecting with some people at conferences and some, some small stuff. I only went to a couple, but, um, what I realized was and I didn't realize this till after what I did through Instagram and through social media is I would document my days with student painters, which were like madness. We have all of our revenue come in in four months over the summertime. And I am the person who knows far more about painting business sales, everything than anybody else. So every hour, I'm not spending with somebody in the field is an opportunity missed. And I would document it on, on Instagram and stuff like that. You know, and, and people were, I started building a little bit of a following from it. People would absolutely love that I'm getting up at like four o'clock in the morning, getting in my van. Cause I had the, the van, like bought this van for 500 bucks and this van just kept going. It would not die. Her name was Rhonda, big red Rhonda. We painted her red. No, she, 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 she she wouldn't die and i ended up driving her all around massachusetts for a couple years and i would document that you know waking up at four o'clock in the morning driving across the state getting there by seven painting for painting and working with these guys and working with our people in the field until 7 p.m driving all the way home crazy stuff right like i was i was going all after it and what i realized was once i left i was no longer doing call rants like I would do rants on social media about, about gosh everything usually business and like personal development where I was traveling North America for it so in December of 2019 I launched the get after a podcast and I've done it literally every way you shouldn't do a podcast where I've had like <laughs> I went to Italy for a month in February and just didn't do an episode yeah and then like like literally I've done like it just all over the, I, I've literally recorded most of my episodes on my phone like don't ask me how to start a podcast but we have a we have a lot of people who really do enjoy enjoy the content, at least from from what I can tell, and uh, it's been pretty cool too. We've been able to work with um, I've been able to bring on some pretty cool guests. It's it's a fun it's a fun thing for me, but it's also a really cool way to outlet um, my rants uh, per se about, geez, everything. I mean, who's been
0: your coolest guest?
1: That's the other thing I I think that's cool about the podcast. The episode one or fifteen or. 60 for that matter. And they're all relevant. Usually they're they're all relevant focuses. We're really just focused on the main focus is on 18 to 25. year. I mean, it could be younger than 18, but 18 to 25 year olds. And it's expanding as we keep growing our audience. But the focus is on young professionals, entrepreneurs, action takers, people who are just looking to have a little bit of motivation every day. Most of our episodes are five minutes or less, um, or they're looking to learn something, which is why we have some cool guests on there as well. 100%.
0: 100%. Who's been your coolest guest, you. man? <sighs> um might have said a lot of people here. <laughs> so
1: No, 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 no. Um no. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> um no, no, no. So 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 I moved uh so so with COVID, I I, I moved to San Diego and I literally like I got to San Diego the first week of March and I had no plan as to what the, the heck I was going to do. Like literally no plan as to what, I, what I did do though, was I had some, I had an, a decent network uh, and I realized everybody was at home, right? Mid-March, every single person from like your Senator to business, people crushing in business to people in college, like everybody was home. Right. So I leveraged it and I ended up reaching out. to bunch People at the outskirts. of network and i got uh, not the podcast though the the formed a group of young professionals and entrepreneurs the main focus was actually i know i'm going all over the place here but the main focus was everybody was transitioning to zoom either in classes if they're in college or in meetings if they were in companies and none of the managers of these companies know how to run good zoom meetings some of them probably still don't hopefully they've gotten a little bit better but none of them know how to run good zoom meetings and then in college they're, they're even worse like the professors are awful so it's just awfulness across the board so i was like what if i could create like a once a week event where a small group of people who are crushing it can look forward to as a chance to ask a, maybe a high performing entrepreneur or action ticket, whatever the case, ask them, you know, almost like a Q and A, hear their story and just right. have something that they look forward to. Um, so we called it the mentor network jam because I literally could not figure out a name for it. So I called it the mentors and building a network within the people there and we were going to jam. That was the idea behind it. And uh, so we had like, uh, you guys ever seen the show Barber Rescue? Nope. No. So there's a show bar rescue on it's one of the most popular television shows in America. It's with John Taffer, this guy, he's like the Gordon Ramsay of bar, of, of bars. He just goes into bars and like tears them apart, tells them what they're doing wrong. Tells the entrepreneur why he's failing. And then, and then he redoes he redoes the bar, you know, helps them flip it, whatever the case is. The pro, we got the producer of that show. And uh, so do I Conan, by the way. Uh, and we have, a, we had the producer of that show come on who does consulting for, uh, corporations and, and entrepreneurs who are trying to do better presentations. And he's very, very high ticket. I mean, that guy's a stud. So we had him on and then what we did was we took the recordings from the call and we published it on the podcast. So I didn't do it with the intention of doing it for the podcast, but it was a really cool way to add tremendous value to the people who are on the call who had a chance. Listeners could then also, still be as if they were on the call. So that was really cool. We did that for eight weeks and um, a lot of cool guests. It would be hard to pick out one. We had like the head of, we had the head of the uh, uh, psychology department, uh, excuse me, the head of the, uh, he's the the head sports psychologist for the University of Alabama football team on uh, to, as I mentioned, a a, a producer in Hollywood who does uh, business consulting. We've had entrepreneurs. I mean, geez, I I had coaches on awesome mix and you can go back i think it's episodes like 28 through like 50 um in that span we published a lot of them so there's some really good there's some really cool ones in there to get after podcast for sure
0: nice yo i know you have like 13 (laughs) minutes right now or 12 minutes right now we're gonna run through our last couple of questions and we're gonna hit you with the 10 word speed round cool let's do it awesome uh what are your top three books bro like if you had to recommend books
1: i think okay so books are tough because um i've realized just from pulling, again, pulling myself out of the situation. It's like, I, I've realized that recommending books, books have different, first of all, you can get great stuff out of almost any book, right? Um, it comes down to your situation. So immediately, right. I want to tell you one of the top books I've ever read was Extreme Ownership uh, by Jocko Willink and Nate Babin. Yeah. Damn
0: yeah, straight. Uh, but
1: it's granted, I. but I read that book also. I've wondered if, because that book resonated with me so much because we were, we had, It, uh, it is my first year in Boston and we just position who oversaw it and just really just across the board he dropped the ball like awfully and instantly I was annoyed I got I know I got to go help him clean it up because he's not going to get it done himself but I was listening to that book while fixing this house and I finished it while doing it. And it, it resonated with me so much because I realized it was actually my fault that I was fixing this house. It wasn't my executive's fault who was coaching that person who was running that business that, so I, it, it, you know, books, books are hard hitting. So I, I immediately come to a couple, I'll give you guys a couple of my favorites. Um, so like from a biography standpoint, Sam Walton's Made in America, guy that started Walmart is a yes. damn cool story. Yeah, damn yeah. cool story. Um another one is uh, Phil Knight and Shoe Dog. Shoe dog is a really cool one. Uh the story of how he started Nike. And what I really love about Shoe Dog is he actually he actually he goes in it's public. So it's so unreal how much self-doubt this guy has, like all of us do, how many mistakes this guy makes. And it's like, it is such an improbable story of how Nike becomes Nike that I think that's one of the reasons they're so dominant today is that they came from this, like, I mean, it literally started with him just going, he literally flies to Japan, buys like a bunch of shoes in bulk and starts selling them on the street. I mean, it's an unbelievable story with Shoe Dog. So those are two of my favorite biographies. In terms of self-help, uh, Oh, it's a, it's a tough list. I I I I read quite a bit, so um, Extreme Ownership had the biggest impact on me uh, from from like a life perspective. Twelve Rules for Life, Jordan Peterson, yeah, great. Um, um, I'm trying to think of something else. Ooh, I mean, those those are great. Three, Those are four good ones to get started with for
0: sure. Yeah, man, dude. What is your impact, my friend? What is the impact you want to have? yeah i'll just uh add this in i don't know what's gonna happen with the recording i hope it's still there if it's not we might have to schedule a second one but we'll make it part two because fuck it you know you know what i'm saying that ass bro all right let's hit a 10 word speed round are you ready bro no i'm ready man okay so i'm gonna hit you with 10 words and you give me the first thing that's gonna pop into your head cool sure awesome first word mindset vision sales
1: Confidence Conviction Enthusiasm Am I allowed to do more than one Or is, am yeah, I just yeah, doing yeah, one
0: Yeah 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 <laughs> Leadership
1: uh, Serving others Success Self-defined
0: Happiness
1: Fake <laughs> <laughs> I think fulfillment is, is, is I, I think fulfillment is true But like I, I don't you know Hustle. You can, you can find elation, but happiness is tough. Hustle. Uh, Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: entrepreneur.
1: <For> unemployed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Determination. Persistence, right? Mm, discipline. Choice.
2: I got
1: some. Freedom. Choice. <laughs> Choices. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Trump.
1: Imperfect. <laughs> so yeah. Is he that bad? Imperfect. <laughs>
2: yeah. In- imperfect. Imperfect.
0: <laughs> imperfect and old <laughs> dude aaron yeah. aaron i want to know man where can people find you man where can they connect with you where can they actually come on and see where the hell you're at instagram facebook yeah. what's going on
1: yeah so definitely definitely
0: check out the get after a it podcast
1: it's available wherever your podcasts are um where you know spotify apple Podcasts, google play you know, wherever you i i, I don't know exactly. I, I only look at those two apps for the most part but it's available wherever podcasts are uh, we're launching a book by the end of the year. I mentioned the Get After It, uh, how, how the Young Professional Becomes the High Performer. You'll hear about that on my Instagram. On my Facebook is where I'm most active for sure. Um, Instagram as well, at Aaron Z. Griffin. Uh, Facebook is just at Aaron Griffin. You guys can find me there. And uh, yeah, yeah, stu- super stoked to connect. Always uh, always looking to support some other entrepreneurs, any leaders that are up and coming. And
0: um, I would say that's the best way to connect with me. How's that? that dude, amazing. I'm just hoping that the recording before this, I still have (laughs) I'm just I'm just hoping that much bro we're gonna wrap up the podcast I appreciate you coming on man I'm gonna run the outro real quick actually I don't think it's planning out loud hold on you know what I'm saying I know I just like it to have it come through the PC because then it comes on the recording really nice you know what I'm saying so, mm. guys, I want to thank everybody who took the time out to watch the podcast. Come on, see the Aaron Griffin together with us. Have him unravel his thoughts, his life, his story, and everything like that. This is your host, Jesse Bukhari, with my co-host, Hunan Shah. I appreciate you guys watching, man. Come back next time on The Marketing Warriors. And I'll see you next time on the next podcast, guys.
2: Peace okay. out.
0: Let's go. Yeah, that was fun, dude. I'm gonna check if I have the recording for this, bro. Because <laughs> if we don't, we might need to go round two. To be honest,
1: yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I don't. Know, I don't know yeah. how it works, but I'm sure you do. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I
0: sure. I'm sure it will come through as well. Yeah, dude. There we go. It was. It was so awesome speaking to you, man. Oh, and so awesome jam. to connect again, bro. Like seriously, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, keep me updated with where you guys are at and what we're rolling. I gotta. I got a hard stop here. I got another thing. I gotta hop on here at three, Same. so I'm Peace gonna get out. out of here.
0: Peace out.
2: Peace out, man. <laughs>